0: 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast
1: what's going on everybody welcome back to an all-new episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl i am overjoyed to be joined by honestly truly one of my favorite all-time players in the nfl he was a 2016 first team all pro a two time second team All Pro, a four time Pro Bowler, an NFL Players Association All Decade team member, a Super Bowl champion, all of that after being an undrafted free agent in 2011, played for the Broncos, Chargers, and Saints. And now to cap it all off, he's a Packaday podcast guest. My guest is the one What's and right? only Chris Harris Jr. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. You can also find him on the Believe Network on the Let's Ride podcast. Chris, I know that's an intro, but yeah. how the heck are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, man. Uh, Thanks for having me. And uh, it's been fun, man, Uh, just being able to watch and, uh, you know, spectate a little bit after playing, you know, 12 years. So it's been a nice little rest for me.
1: How is it uh, being on the other side going from, you know, obviously the rigors of an NFL life to now maybe just getting to, uh, you know, kind of watching critique a little bit more.
2: Man, uh, what people don't know about me is that I've been traveling, playing sports AAU you know, since I was six, right. seven years old, you know, so I've been doing this for a long, long time. And uh, to finally be able to get this rest and be able to uh, spend more time with the kids and go to their games and coach them. Uh, that's been fun, man. So just finding different other ways, you know, uh, go golfing, you know, finding different other ways to spend my time. And uh, it's been fun.
1: That's awesome, man. Good for you. You killed it in the NFL. Like I said, you were so freaking fun to watch and just going through your journey from undrafted free agents, to all the things you accomplished was absolutely incredible. So it was definitely fun to watch from afar. I want to talk obviously about this Packers Broncos matchup this upcoming weekend. I want to just start by asking you. What's the current state of this Broncos team? Because as an outsider, it obviously doesn't look great. You allow 70 to the Dolphins, the Sean Payton era off to a little bit of a rocky start. You've got the weird comments about Nathaniel Hackett. The Jets come in and get the win against them in sort of a little bit of a sort of revenge game, if you will um you know obviously the, the defense had that 70 point game the offense doesn't seem to be clicking on all cylinders randy gregory's already gone there's rumors of jerry judy and Cortland sutton being traded away the optics on the outside aren't great what are you seeing more from your side of things
2: yeah uh of course when you're losing in denver <laughs> you know everybody the whole world is ended you know that's how it is in denver you know it's fo- it's a football town you know uh and even though we got the Nuggets balling, we got kidding. we got the uh Colorado coming along now, you know, with Dion's bringing. Now Broncos is kind of like on the shelf now, you know, because they have we haven't been good, you know. Uh we haven't uh tasted the playoffs since our Super Bowl, you know. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a long time. So right now, I would say Coach Payton is going through a little humbling experience, you know. Uh, Dolphins hang 70. Uh I think they give up a hundred points in two games um and then last week you know the offense has been improving but uh last thursday night they just took a huge step back you know in the offensive game uh we've had uh the inconsistency on the defensive side so hopefully now with the younger guys knowing that they're gonna it's their game now it's their spot to lose uh randy gregory's gone frank clark is gone now let's see what these edge rushers can do but right now it's panic mode you know they haven't won a home game all season so that's why I'm picking them to win this game, you know, just because we got to win a home game
1: sooner or later, right? Yeah. We lose this, we lose this game, uh it's going to look real bad on coach Payton. It it's funny because I've been trying to talk, you know, a little bit from a Packers side of things of how Usually in these situations against a team like this that's struggling, you look at a Green Bay team with Brett Favre and Rodgers and you just put the W next to it. And now, exactly like you're saying, teams are looking at Green Bay and saying like, all right, this is a get right game for us, for the Broncos in this situation, being like, all right, we need to get this win against the Packers team that is also not playing their best brand of football right now. Uh, So it is an interesting dynamic. And this game from a Packers standpoint does scare me a little bit. The Packers don't usually play well, just historically in Denver, obviously you have the altitude to deal with a little bit. They're coming off a a long, you know, a a bye week They've only had one game in like the last 26 days or something like that. Crazy. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Looking at this offensively from a Broncos standpoint, it does seem like Russell Wilson is playing a little bit better than what he was a season ago. You've got the fun, undrafted free agent rookie running back in Jaleel McLaughlin. We mentioned those wide receivers earlier that could potentially be traded in Sutton and Judy, but they're still two very talented players. Garrett Bowles locking down the left side of the offensive line. What do you see from an offensive standpoint that could potentially give Green Bay some trouble in this game?
2: Definitely. Um, there's a guy, also Marvin Mims. You know, he's been a yeah. big play threat. Uh, But he, for some reason, he hasn't gotten a lot of uh, snaps. You know, he's playing from like seven to 15 plays. And um, I think um, uh, Coach Payton's taken a lot of criticism on that. So I can see him uh, being able to make a big impact this game. Um, Also trying to get Judy more involved, you know, Uh, seeing we know that Jair and uh, Douglas are on the outside. Uh, I can't remember who the nickel was for the Packers, but he's going to have to deal with Judy you know yeah. and um they they've been um, trying to figure out ways to get Judy more involved right Cortland, i would say cortland has been up and down he's had a few drops but he's still a red zone threat right he's the guy that russell's been looking for in the red zone which if you can put him and size him up with a alexander he is a bigger bigger body so um uh that that could raise a matchup problem the running game has been um solid right but they have been able to maintain the running game because the third downs, they've been so bad, you know, uh not being able to convert. That's how you get your running game going. You got to convert third downs. Broncos haven't been able to do that all season. So they can't keep the running game in a consistent basis. So that's those are some things right there that uh the Packers can be looking for.
1: As a Packer fan, I think they should wait to unleash unleash Marvin Mims until week eight. Definitely don't do it this week. Give it one more week. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, the slot corner, who has had some struggles in coverage. That could definitely be a matchup for Jerry Judy that he could take advantage of. Maybe they spam him a little bit, either to get him going or maybe to increase that trade value a little bit as well. That will be an interesting matchup. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball, but before we get there, I have to ask you because... You obviously all pro corner. There are two of the best corners in this game, in my opinion, in, in the game today, in Patrick Sertan and in Jair Alexander. Just from a af- you know afar, what what is your view of these two corners? Yeah. Oh man, it's just it's they're two
2: completely opposites,
1: right? Yeah. You got
2: um, Jair. He kind of reminds me of how I played. You know, scrappy, uh, great ball skills, very quick, uh, sticky in coverage, right? Uh, I would probably say I was a little bit more. Um, playing the run more and being able to blitz more, playing in the inside, just being more versatile. I would say I have more versatility than uh, Jair, but he reminds me of how I play, you know, uh, his cover skills. And Sertan, he's a guy that's a uh, great size, you know, six one corner, long. Like the prototype corner that you're looking for in yeah, the draft. You're looking for Sertans, right? Big corners to match these big receivers. But also now... Um the small corners are great value now, yeah. right? Um, a lot of times these big corners can't stick with a Tyree Hill. know, Right. And you need a you need a, a smaller guy too. Um, and also I lo- I love Douglas's game. He's a yeah, guy he's that reads uh reads the quarterback great, one of the uh top ball skill guys in the league that's underrated, you know, and it's been consistent um ball production over the past I'll say three years. I would give him. So um, he's a guy I, I love, I love his game too. So I, I definitely put Packers up there. They should all, always have a top five um, secondary with those two quarters.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. He's having a phenomenal season. He's been my favorite Packer to watch this year. And he's, you can tell he's holding players accountable uh, just on the, you know, this is a very young team. He's not afraid to call players out when they do something wrong. And uh, this team needs that right now. And obviously right. he's playing at a high level himself, from a, a defensive standpoint for the Broncos, we kind of mentioned it earlier. They give up 70 to the Dolphins, but they they play the Chiefs. They only give up 19 against the Patrick Mahomes-led offense. Now, that Chiefs offense is going through yeah. a little bit of struggle, at least, for, at least from a Chiefs standpoint. Usually, you're seeing them putting up these huge numbers every week. It hasn't quite been the same with the weapons they have right now, but still a much better effort against the Chiefs than they had earlier against the Dolphins. Is, it, is this a defense that's trending in the right direction and could make things difficult for Green Bay on yeah. Sunday? So many of you probably know that Damian Lillard was just traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And as soon as I found out, I had to get opening day tickets immediately and I will be there at that game because I use game time and even got to use code pack a day for $20 off, which made it even more sweet. The process was so insanely simple. They have these flash deals and you can click on the different areas of the stadium to see which prices are available. You can see the actual view of the seats. It was hassle free and just super, super simple. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals as well. You can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event event, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without all the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download GameTime Today last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means
2: Well, the um the mindset has been just keep it simple and uh let guys go out there and play, and not think, you know, and um that's what you have to do with young defenses, right? I could tell early in the season, Coach Joseph had the playbook; he had to have both sides working, right? Because yeah. these guys couldn't they couldn't understand the run fits, you know, coverage busts, uh, all over, right, all over. I couldn't just say one player; it was all eleven guys. Right. So now it's they've shortened the playbook, uh, made the call shorter, letting these guys go out there and play fast. And I think it's been working the past couple of games. So hopefully they're able to keep that up. Um, you know, Jordan Love, he's a guy that right now he's in. I, I would say he's in a slump. Right. His interceptions are going up the past three games. Um, he, his confidence could be shaky. So if I'm Denver, I need to pounce on him early. I can't let him build his confidence up. And uh, we got to get on these guys fast.
1: I don't want to speak for you, but I, I would assume that if you were playing and you saw a quarterback coming to town, regardless of who it was and their completion percentage was below 60 percent and they had some interceptions recently. You're probably licking your chops and being like, we're going to get some picks. We're going to get some opportunities in this game.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you got to be thinking as a defense, and you know um they're they're he's not He doesn't seem like he's on the same page with all his receivers yet the offense is still trying to figure out who they are and really um he doesn't really have the the weapons right um if i'm green bay i'm going uh, you gotta go find a true number one receiver a true uh tight end guys you know you have a running game you know you have a solid running back but uh you gotta you gotta surround jordan love with some weapons Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there when with just cupcake receivers, right? He had uh, Jordy Nelson Jones, uh, you know, even uh, the uh, who was the receivers even before those guys? You know, the
1: Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Jennings, yeah, Adams, Driver. yeah, he
2: always had receivers. So, um, and then I think he didn't he have Jimmy Graham at some point too,
1: yes, right? but it was Graham's worst season, but yes,
2: yeah, like I mean, Aaron Rodgers always had weapons there. So you can't just think Jordan Love is going to succeed and have a high clip uh, in this league without the same weapons that you afford uh, to Aaron Rodgers. So we just have to be fair in our assessment.
1: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And I think it's—I think you hit the nail on the head, too, where these wide receivers, tight ends, and Jordan Love are still developing together and trying to get on the same page. And you can tell they're not quite there yet. Against the Raiders, you saw multiple occasions where wide receivers, tight ends, running backs were in the same spot, you know, kind of covering themselves on plays. It's just a bit disjointed right now. And, you know, I think Green Bay, from Green Bay side of things, they're hoping that that gets cleaned up uh, during the bye week. But there's a lot of things that need to get cleaned up during the bye week, and that's tough to do um, in just one week off. Let me. We we talked about some of the the key players in this game already, Jerry, Judy, you know, being one at the onset. But um, anyone else in this game from a Broncos standpoint that you think is going to be a key to either Broncos success or if they don't play well, maybe a Broncos failure in this game? Yeah. Oh
2: definitely the Broncos O line, you know, going against the Packers D line, um, linebackers, um, one I think one of the top, top fronts, you know, consistently over the past couple of years. So uh we gotta be be ready to be able to block these guys, uh give Russell time to be able to uh fit in the pocket and make the uh, the correct throws. Uh because um our right tackle um um hasn't really showed up this year. Uh Bowles has probably been our best um uh Cons- most consistent blocker, you know, uh, this year. So we, do, uh, our tackles definitely got to be able to play great. Uh, we need the O line to uh, to be able to open up some runs, uh, keep the team balanced, uh, especially versus uh, Green Bay Packer front.
1: Have Wisconsin Whitewater's own Quinn Miners on that offensive line as well, which is yeah. a, a fun player to watch. Uh, all right, let me ask you this: The Broncos will lose this game if what? Oh,
2: if we lose the turnover battle. Right. If Green Bay comes out and, um, you know, feast on us, get turnovers and make plays, man, uh, the Broncos have not been able to answer and come back from those uh, uh, turnovers. So uh, that if they lose, that'll be the main reason for sure.
1: And the Broncos on the flip side will win this game. If
2: what? Man, if Russell can get the big plays going again. Right. uh, When he was having success, he was able to drive the ball down the field. Um, last week versus the Chiefs they were not they didn't get any big plays in the past game right so um, this game has to be huge for him to uh, be able to push the ball down the field and get it get the ball in his receivers hands.
1: as a former player I'm sure you can uh, appreciate some of the individual matchups and intricacies of the game yeah uh, you know, outside of some of the key matchups just as maybe more of a fan of the game what are maybe some matchups or what will you be watching closely in this game
2: Oh, man, definitely. I'll be looking at uh, Cortland and Jair and uh, the, definitely Green Bay's defense, seeing how our our receivers are, are able to get open because we haven't been able to get open really too much. You know, it's not all on Russ. You know, guys got to get open. O-line got to block, and uh, it's a team game and a passing game. So um, everybody wants to put all the blame on Russ, but uh, that's that's the matchup I'm looking at, seeing if these guys can get open to be able to allow Russ to make those quality throws. And um, uh, that's the matchup of the game. Because if, if uh, Green Bay's defense plays solid, you know, come out and force turnovers, man, it's going to be a long day for Denver.
1: I'm really interested to see how they do matchup, and if they do specifically do matchups in this game with wide receivers, because it would seem – you would want to try to get uh, Razul Douglas on Cortland Sutton as much as possible, a little bit more of a physical corner against more of a physical wide receiver Jair on Judy as much as possible, and then kind of make do with Marvin Mims or Brandon Johnson, whoever else is out there. Uh, But they haven't really done that too much. They've kind of let Jair stay on his side, Razul stay on his side and Keyshawn in the slot. I'm wondering if on some obvious passing downs, maybe they have guys travel a little bit more and kind of match up with those specific players. Obviously they play a ton of zone. So if you're in zone, it only matters so much anyway, especially with, how much motion teams are using, but I, I'm with you. I think if we do get some of those matchups, Razul versus Cortland, Jair versus Judy, and even just in general, all of those matchups. You mentioned earlier the Sutton Jair matchup. Jair has struggled at times with some of the bigger, more physical wide receivers just because of his stature. Yeah. All of those are going to be really fun matchups. And if Marvin Mims does get more playing time, he just adds even more juice to that wide receiver group.
2: Right. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be these, these, these are I think I'm thinking it's like 21, 18. Uh, I got Denver winning, uh, just because, um, like I said, we have not won a home game. Right. <laughs> and, uh, in, in Broncos country, that's just not going to fly. Right. So coach Payton, um, coach Joseph, uh, and their staff, you know, they're definitely, um, this is a guy to have it for us in Denver. Um, and we know uh, the big pressure is on Jordan love, right. He's under a lot of pressure to win this game, uh, to replace a hall of fame, uh, um quarterback right and uh green bay y'all don't um y'all used to winning too right so these are two historic winning uh franchises that are used to winning and uh just are not uh the green bay hadn't had the success this year so far and same thing with denver so it's gonna be a, a huge game
1: i do think this is a really interesting fork in the road game for both teams where the the Broncos are, I'm sure, looking at it of like, all right, we're one in what one in five at this point, and if you lose yeah. to Green Bay at home and lose another home game, man, things just continue to go off the rails for Green Bay. Yeah. They're two and three only, but a loss to Denver again, a team that is one in five at this point, after coming off of a bye week, after a tough loss to the Raiders on the road, yeah. man, that that causes their season to spiral a little bit. After starting a somewhat promising two and one to start the year, a loss to Detroit, a loss to the Raiders, a loss to the Broncos in subsequent games is going to feel a whole heck of a lot different so kind of as I mentioned earlier I'm sure the Broncos are circling this game of being like we got to get right against Green Bay Green Bay circling it we got to get right against Denver only one of them can nobody wants a tie so you gotta have hopefully one of them gets the win um and it's going to be really interesting to see how how it plays out which team can maybe get back on track and which team really takes a big step backwards all right, before I get you oh, yeah. out of here, one last question, Jerry Judy. I know you mentioned earlier the Packers uh, need a number one wide receiver. Some people in Green Bay Nation are hoping that might be Jerry Judy. If the Green Bay Packers did somehow swing a trade for Jerry Judy before the deadline, what would they be getting in that wide receiver?
2: Oh man, he's a guy that uh, he's very quick, uh, fast, twitchy guy. You know, very short uh, area quickness, but I think he can take people deep. You know, I think we just don't give him the opportunities to be able to do that because he's proved it before that he can take people up top. Um, But, you know, Broncos usually use them mostly in the slot. Um, He's usually um, working the option routes, working in the middle of the field. Um, So if y'all need a guy that can move the chains um, or a pure route runner, Judy's definitely your guy. Um, I I hope they don't trade him just because, um, you know, Denver, we haven't had a lot of offensive weapons anyways uh, in the past – you know, seven years. So we need to keep all the weapons that we can, man. And he's still on a pretty good deal. You yeah. know, he's still on a rookie deal. Next year, we, I think they have to pay him $12 million. So So, um, you know, that's still great for a receiver. So um, um, I think it would be dumb
1: to trade him. I don't see Green Bay making that move, but it would be interesting if they did. Chris, you are the absolute best. This was phenomenal. Tell us where we can find your work and yeah. uh, where we can follow you on social media before you get out of here.
2: Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Chris Harris Jr. Um, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything. Um, we're we st- I got my podcast going on with the Believe Network, um, Let's Ride. You can find that on all the podcast um, streaming sites. And it's been fun, man. Definitely uh, going to continue to uh, broaden my um, my rising. But right now, I'm just in a state of rest. You know, just being enjoying this time and being able to be a spectator and uh, uh, keep my body healthy, man. It's been great.
1: Enjoy, man. You deserve it. Go follow him on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. Check out the podcast. That's going to do it for us. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.